Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to episode 69 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. Guys, I hope y'all have been having a fantastic week. I know I definitely have. We've had a lot, and I mean a lot, of college football recruiting news. And we actually do have some pretty interesting NIL news that actually occurred down in Miami regarding five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada. Texas has also been killing the recruiting cycle for 2023 after the commitment of Arch Manning. And a lot of people have been calling it the Arch Manning effect, which I also have been as well. And then we'll transition into one NFL news, and that will be regarding former All-Pro running backs. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell officially agreeing to do a boxing match next month. And then to finish off today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA. We'll talk about the current contract situation with Kyrie Irving. And then we'll also talk about John John Wall agreeing to a buyout with the Houston Rockets and the new team that he has agreed to sign for. But anyway, guys, before we do begin today's episode, like we always do, Please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both of those platforms. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss out. I make sure to keep y'all updated on both of those platforms on a daily basis. But anyway, guys, let's get right into today's episode. Now, the first college football news that I do want to talk about today is regarding five-star cornerback Tony Mitchell. Now, Tony Mitchell, he is ranked as the number 16 college football prospect in all of the country, so a very highly touted prospect. Now, after only four days from releasing his final four schools, which included Auburn, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Alabama, the Alabama native decided to announce his commitment, and he announced that he will be joining Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, Alabama... They really haven't been making any type of headlines regarding the 2023 recruiting cycle. But like I've said in a past couple episodes, I definitely expect Nick Saban and them to make a lot of sneaky good landings. And Tony Mitchell was pretty much thought to be a Texas A&M lock. I know a lot of A&M people were expecting him to join the uh, the Aggies. But he decided to do a complete 180 and decided to go join the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, Tony Mitchell, in my opinion, is one of the better secondary players in all of the 2023 class. And the fact that Alabama is known to produce a lot of secondary talent with guys like Xavier McKinney, Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick Sertan Jr., and just so many more numerous cornerbacks that have made it very, or cornerbacks, safeties, whatever you might have it, that have made it really well in the NFL. That's probably a huge factor into why Tony Mitchell decided to commit to Alabama. I mean, he even said it himself that Alabama, they win championships, and that was a huge part in why he went to Alabama for his college decision. So anyway, Alabama lands another five-star, and it comes in the form of top 20 recruit Tony Mitchell. Now, the next college football news we have is regarding another five-star secondary player, and this comes in the form of Derek Williams. Now, Derek Williams... He is ranked by numerous pages as a top 50 recruit in the country, and his finals to land him were the Texas Longhorns, LSU, and Alabama. Now, Derek, on Monday, he decided to announce his commitment where he will be going to college, and drumroll please, do-do-do-do-do, he decided that he will be joining the Texas Longhorns. Now, this is not, you know... A first for Texas in these past few days, especially after Arch Manning, the number one recruit in the 2023 
um, class decided to commit to UT. And we've kind of been seeing a pattern of a lot, and I mean a lot of already committed guys, switch their commitments and go to UT due to the fact that Arch Manning is joining the Longhorns next year. Now, as a lot of people should know, that does not necessarily mean Arch Manning will be starting his freshman year. In my opinion, I think he will probably redshirt his freshman his freshman year due to the fact that Quinn Ewers will still have to play at UT for another year before he becomes draft eligible. And even then, we don't know if Quinn Ewers will flourish in his junior year and then will go to the NFL. So it's kind of up in the air what will happen. But obviously, if Arch Manning's better than Quinn Ewers, I pretty strongly believe that either the Texas Boosters or the Texas coaching staff, they'll end up making Steve Sarkeesian start Arch Manning. But anyway... Getting a guy like Derek Williams is huge for UT, which you know has really been known to not have a great defense. You know, not even just in the Big 12, but just in the country alone, as they've always been kind of ranked towards the bottom of a li of whatever list you put them at. So, getting a guy like five-star safety Derek Williams is huge, and. Once again, they're already in contention to land a couple more five-stars on the defensive side of the football. I know there's a linebacker in Texas that they're looking at, and there's a couple more guys, but expect the Arch Manning effect to be completely in full swing now that he is officially committed to the Longhorns. Now, this next news isn't necessarily about a guy committing to a school. It's a guy that's already committed to a school, but it's an NIL deal that he received, which is kind of drawing a lot of headlines in the college football landscape. And this is, of course, is talking about five-star quarterback in the 2023 class, Jaden Rashada. Now, Jaden Rashada, earlier, and it was late last weekend, he decided that he will be committing to Miami over schools like Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Florida. Now, the one thing we all were kind of wondering, what type of NIL deal was involved, especially going to a school like Miami where it's definitely got a surplus of money, if you want to say. Now, according to multiple reliable sources in the college football landscape, they had put out a report that five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada, he was paid $9.5 million via an NIL deal to commit to Miami. And the best part about this whole situation is he took less money to commit to Miami than go to Florida, who originally had offered him $11.5 million. Now, Florida and the, I think it was the Florida Collective, some company, Obviously, it was not the schools that pay him, but once again, it's these outside uh, businesses that these schools technically fund to give him the money. They, you know, they denied it, of course. Jaden Rashada said this isn't true, yada, yada, yada. But these are very reliable sources, and it wouldn't doubt me at all because we saw a five-star quarterback, Nico Iamaleva, who just committed to Tennessee, reportedly got an $8 million NIL deal to go to Tennessee. So it definitely makes sense. It's in the range of, obviously, five-star quarterback that's a top 50 pro – not prospect but a top 50 recruit and I'm, now I'm really curious what type of money did Caleb Williams Quinn Ewers and even Arch Manning because think about it Arch Manning could have gone to Georgia too and I bet you Georgia was probably bidding on him pretty heavily to get him to go to Athens but ultimately did choose a Longhorn so it will be interesting to see when the details of a lot of these NIL contracts do come out because let's be honest they obviously had to pay him some hefty price. It was in the millions for sure. And it doesn't really, you know, shock me the fact that they get they did give him a $9.5 million NIL contract because that's kind of what these highly touted quarterbacks are demanding nowadays. And Which is why it kind of begs another question. What are a lot of these transfer portal guys like Jordan Addison, Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers, you know, name whoever you want to, 
what type of money are they receiving from their you know decisions to transfer to a different school and the and the nil contracts that were involved in that too so it's just definitely interesting to see the fact that an 18 year old kid or I think he he's either 17, about to turn 18, or he's 18, just receiving a nine and a half million dollar NIL deal just to commit to Miami, and that wasn't even the most money he was offered. So, yeah, it's officially turned into a bidding, or if you want to say slash free agency type of atmosphere in college football. But man, is that some serious money just to just to commit as an 18 year old kid? That's kind of unproven still because once again. You never know how they'll turn out once they do reach the college football landscape. But anyway, guys, enough with that. Let's talk about some more recruitment news now. We're going to transition down to some four stars, but these four stars are still some pretty highly touted kids that could possibly end up reaching the five-star level. Now, the first four-star that I want to talk about is regarding 2023 four-star linebacker Pup Howard. Now, Pup Howard, he's a top 300 player in the country. And he officially decided to announce his commitment on Monday, and he announced that he will be joining Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, South Carolina, at first, you know, when the offseason started, when they got Spencer Rattler, and they also got Spencer Rattler's tight end from Oklahoma, it was looking like they were going to make an immediate, you know, jump when it came to recruiting and transfer portal and all that. Now, things did start to slowly die down. The hype wasn't there as much, but finally, they do get a much-needed commitment in Pup Howard. Like I said once again, he's a top 300 player in the country and finally will give South Carolina a huge boost of momentum as you know he, he was getting targeted by a lot of SEC schools including Alabama Georgia and a lot of you know schools that he probably could have landed at but and this is really cool by Pup Howard and what he said was is that there's no ceiling to South Carolina football you know they could end up becoming a 10 win school and you know there, there's no roof to them which I agree because they have all the potential in the world right now Shane Beamer is an up-and-coming coach for the Gamecocks and I do believe that he will lead this team back to prominence and once again, Pup Howard is an amazing, you know, pro, uh, recruit to get for the Gamecocks. Now, the next four-star that I want to talk about is regarding 2023 prospect and top 150 cornerback in K.N. Lee. Now, K.N. Lee it was originally committed to Georgia, but due to the fact that Georgia lost their secondary coach in Jamal Adi to Miami, he decided to decommit back in February and, you know, it reopened his, his uh, recruitment. Now, now, one school finally kind of took over Lee's commit, uh, recruitment as Miguel Patrick, who is actually Lee's coach at Cedar Grove High School, was hired to become Ohio State's defensive quality control coach. So it almost kind of solidified the fact that Lee would end up committing to Ohio State, and Lee did exactly that as on Monday he decided to announce his commitment to Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes, and he continues to push Ohio State's number one recruiting class in the class of 2023, and this is a fantastic grab in for, not in, for Ohio State as Lee was definitely an SEC type of talent, and the fact that Ohio State was able to steal him pretty much from the SEC is a huge and I mean huge get for Jim Knowles in that Ohio State defense. Now for our next commitment news, and this is still regarding a four-star. This comes in the form of 2023 four-star defensive back Sharif Dennison. Now Sharif Dennison for a while now has been projected to go to Florida due to the fact that both of his parents graduated from Florida, and he has a lot of ties to the University of Florida. Well, Sharif decided to make that official as on Monday. He decided that he would commit to the University of Florida, and this does definitely give the Gators some much-needed momentum as 
Billy Napier and his new staff have kind of struggled when it comes to recruiting so far in the 2023 class. And it's definitely had a lot of Florida fans and just a lot of people in the Florida just world pretty worried because, like, once again, I talked about in Monday's episode, Florida State stole a Florida, you know, a Florida recruit that literally had just gotten off of an official visit not even two hours before he he made his official commitment to the Seminoles. So definitely is good for Florida that they are getting a four-star cornerback, Sharif Dennison, who could potentially become something great for the Gators. Now, finally, guys, our final recruitment news of today's college football segment, and this is regarding a kind of low-key commitment, but it's definitely a type of recruit that I think can have a huge impact for the team that he is joining. Now, this comes in the form of 2023 three-star offensive tackle Connor Stroh. Now, Connor Stroh has a huge frame as he is six foot seven, 345 pounds, and definitely, in my opinion, should be a little bit higher than a three-star, but could potentially end up becoming a four-star by the end of his senior year. Now, anyway, Connor Stroh, like a lot of other offensive tackles here recently, decided to join the University of Texas. Now, once again, this is hugely in, you know, hugely in part to the fact that five-star quarterback Arch Manning decided to commit to the Longhorns and even Texas robbed TCU of one of our offensive tackle guys and Trevor Goolsby, who had been committed to TCU for a couple weeks now, but decided to flip his commitment to the Longhorns. But anyway, UT is finally addressing a lot of issues that they have had these past couple years, especially in the offensive line play and secondary play, and they're finally attacking that heavily in this 2023 class. So watch out for UT, and I mean, it hurts to say as a TCU fan, but UT's making a lot of pushes to where they could potentially compete even in the SEC once they do join. And in my opinion right now, they're looking very solid for these next few years via recruiting. So huge get for the for the Longhorns as I do feel he could end up being a offensive offensive line great for the Longhorns. Now anyway, guys, we still do have two more college football news, but this is regarding the transfer portal. Now, this first news is regarding former Clemson and current West Virginia running back Lynn J. Dixon. Now, Lynn J. Dixon had played four years of his college football career at Clemson. He was a graduate transfer when he decided to enter the transfer portal, and I think a couple months ago, he decided that he would transfer to West Virginia. Now, West Virginia, I know they don't really get talked about a lot, but they do have a pretty crowded running back room, which features some guys like Jalen Anderson, Justin Johnson, and Tony Mathis, who are all very talented backs. Now, during Lynn J. Dixon's career, he rushed for 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, and just three seasons with the Clemson Tigers, despite being there for four years. Now, after committing to Clemson, he had only played in uh, West Virginia's spring game. And then for some reason, he has decided to enter the transfer portal once again. Now, this might be due in fact that West Virginia, they have a lot of talented backs. And he probably wouldn't be getting the type of role that he wants. And he figured after the spring game, okay, I definitely did make a mistake going here. Is I'm not going to be able to get all the playing time that I thought I would. So, I guess that's largely due in fact as well as this is his final year of college football. But Lynn J. Lynn, ugh, Lynn J. Dixon is definitely a pretty solid running back. And any type of school that lands him, he will still have a decent impact for. Now, for our final news of today's college football segment, it's another former Clemson running back. I don't know what it seems like, but a lot of these former Clemson running backs, after they transfer from Clemson, they just can't find a school to stick with, but actually DeMarcus Bowman actually did. Now, former Clemson and Florida running back DeMarcus Bowman, who had just announced that he would enter the transfer portal from Florida, 
like not even a week ago he's officially found his new school and he's actually going to stay in the state of florida and he's joining gus malzahn and the ucf golden knights now this is a huge get for gus malzahn and the knights as brown is once again is a former five-star recruit and was a top 20 recruit in the class of 2020 and is ranked as a top 50 running back recruit of all time so huge get for Gus Malzahn and I don't, I don't really think it's talked about enough how impressive of a job Gus Malzahn has done at UCF even after you know Josh Heupel left for the Tennessee job and then Scott Frost would head back to his alma mater in Nebraska it definitely was looking concerning for the Golden Knights and the fact that it just seemed like they couldn't find a consistent head coach or one that would stay at UCF before getting a huge, you know, power five school job. Now, Gus Malzahn, after he was, you know, fired by Auburn, decided to go join UCF and kind of revitalize his career. And he's done exactly that with the Golden Knights as he's already grabbed a lot, and I mean a lot of former highly touted recruits to come to UCF kind of as their second chance. And DeMarcus Bowman is definitely looking at it like that. And I do think he will be a huge addition for the Golden Knights going forward. But anyway, guys, that does wrap up today's college football segment. I hope y'all really did enjoy. I know I enjoyed. And, you know, once again, let me know what y'all's favorite part of today's college football segment was. I know mine was probably the news about Jaden Rashada receiving that huge $9.5 million NIL deal just to go to Miami. And the best part about it was that wasn't even the most money he was offered. He was offered more money to join the Florida Gators, but... You know, they're going to deny it. They're going to do what Jimbo Fisher did. They're going to say they didn't offer a dime. But like we all know, they definitely did offer him a pretty hefty penny, even if it was not $11.5 million. But anyway, guys, let's transition over into some NFL news. And when I say NFL news, I mean it's really just one NFL news. But this news is actually kind of interesting, and it's regarding former All-Pro running backs and actually former MVP running back Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. Now, both are kind of at the end of their careers. Le'Veon Bell is still currently a free agent alongside Adrian Peterson. And, and I think probably both of their NFL careers are done for at this point. You know, they're just aging. And, you know, a lot of teams are going to be looking for younger running backs and, you know, a lot cheaper options, too. I know both of them will probably sign for cheap. But, you know, a lot of teams are just going to be looking for, you know, newer options. But anyway, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have officially announced that they have agreed to an exhibition boxing match next month at Crypto.com Arena to take on each other in a boxing match. So we will see Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson going at each other in a boxing match. I think it's pretty cool that a lot of these celebrities or former pros, like we saw Frank Gore taking on former NBA player Devin Williams. Uh, when was it? I think back in December. So that was pretty cool. But I do think, in my opinion, it is pretty cool to see a lot of these guys, you know, kind of taking on the boxing scene. Now, is this professional or anything? Absolutely not. These guys are professional football players, not professional boxers. But I do think it'll be pretty entertaining to see Adrian Peterson taking on Le'Veon Bell in boxing. So, anyway, guys, that'll wrap up today's NFL segment. Wasn't, you know, there hasn't really been too much to talk about in the NFL world, but once again, we're kind of at a plateau before training camp does start here in a couple weeks. But anyway, let's talk about some NBA news as we get into our final segment of today's episode. Now, oh, I almost completely forgot this news. My bad, guys. This is regarding some college news, but it's actually regarding college baseball, and this is actually going to be regarding the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, 
the Rebels barely even got into the NCAA tournament. I mean, they were one of the final four in to get into the tournament. So they were some you know heavy underdogs to even make it as far as they did. Now, they finally made it to the College World Series for the first time in school history, and they were taking on the Oklahoma Sooners, who had kind of had a late-season emergence and had been really dominating the scene when it came to college baseball. Now, once they finally matched in Game 1, Ole Miss took that game, and then when Game 2 was played, Ole Miss completely dominated, whether it was pitching or just offensively. Ole Miss completely owned that series and would end up defeating the Oklahoma Sooners 2-0 in what would be Ole Miss's first-ever national championship in baseball. So huge, and I mean huge, you know, respect to Ole Miss for what they've done this season, being, you know, being the underdogs and taking down everyone that stood in their way. And, you know, huge congrats to a program that really hasn't had a lot to cheer for, but continue to support their team. So once I figured out, shout out at least Ole Miss for winning their first ever College World Series. But besides the fact, let's get back to what we were about to talk about. And this is going to be regarding some NBA news. Now, as we all know, Kyrie Irving and his kind of situation with the Brooklyn Nets has definitely been a huge headline so far into the young NBA offseason. And it was kind of expected that Kyrie Irving would join the Lakers after opting out of his player option to go join LeBron James. But a lot of but a lot of people probably didn't know this, the fact that Kyrie Irving would have to give up over $30 million to even be able to get onto the Lakers um, roster due to the fact that how big his contract is. So once again, I knew the Lakers, they probably weren't going to, you know, sign him due to the fact that no one's going to lose $30 million despite the fact that Kyrie probably makes enough outside of that. It's still a lot of money to take into consideration. So Kyrie Irving did the unthinkable after pretty much being expected to leave the Nets in just some type of way. He decided that he would actually opt into his player option, which is going to be valued at $36 million. Mm, Excuse me, guys. And will join Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets for the for his fourth year commitment to the team and Kevin Durant. So, unfortunately, we will have to wait another year before we get some more Kyrie Irving drama regarding what team he will go to. I know the Lakers are kind of bummed out right now. And I know this news that I'm about to talk about definitely doesn't help any type of Lakers fans at all. And this next news I want to talk about, and we'll talk a little bit more about Kyrie Irving. This next news is regarding Russell Westbrook. Now, Russell Westbrook, he also was in this final year of a con- of a huge contract. And he actually decided to opt into his $47 million player option. And I know a lot of, and I mean a lot of Laker fans are hurting right now because a lot of fans wish that that was his one and only season with the Lakers. But guys, until they find a trade partner that's going to be able to take on that huge contract of Russell Westbrook's, it's not looking like Russell Westbrook will be playing for any other colors besides the purple and gold next season. But anyway, I know Laker fans, you're kind of in the dumps right now because you're stuck with Russell Westbrook when you could have had Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving would have literally been about $11 million cheaper right now than Russell Westbrook. And, you know, way probably more, not talented, but would give you a lot more production on the court. But it's going to be interesting to see how this whole Kyrie series in Brooklyn does unfold. Because we could potentially see a James Harden situation once it comes to the halfway point of next year. Where he kind of forces his way out of the team. But anyway, guys, the final thing that I do want to talk about in today's episode is going to be regarding the Colorado Avalanche finally winning their first ever 
NHL Stanley Cup. So huge congratulations to the Avalanche for beating the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are looking for three straight Stanley Cup wins. They decided to say, no, we're going to get our first. And they finally did that, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2 in Game 6. So anyway, guys, that is the end of today's episode. I hope y'all have had a fantastic day so far. I hope y'all absolutely enjoyed today's episode because... I know I definitely enjoyed making it for y'all. And once again, let me know what y'all's favorite part of today's episode was, whether it was in the college football segment, the Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson news, or talking about Kyrie Irving and him actually opting back in to play for the Brooklyn Nets next season. But anyway, guys, before I do let y'all go, I do want to discuss a little bit, and I'm just going to do it pretty quick, about Anchor.com's monthly supporter uh, monthly supporter program where you can pay $4.99 a month and it helps me to better the quality of the pro of the episode the ugh, better the quality of the podcast it allows me to be able to give y'all some exclusive perks and even podcast and then it also allows me to be able to do some giveaways for y'all when we do reach certain milestones here on the podcast but anyway guys that will wrap up today's episode and once again i hope you have a fantastic wednesday i hope you'll absolutely dominate wednesday and thursday and have an amazing rest of y'all's week and i will see y'all back here on friday peace guys